damn. All right, uh, let's do a quick recap, maybe. Or okay, Tim, did you? Oh no, I just wanted to do the damn Daniel, but then you were talking, so I stopped at damn. Damn. <laughs> you cursed on our podcast. On our so good sorry. Christian podcast. Yeah, a show where no one ever curses, especially God, not my character. You did damn. Okay. A swear. You did a horror swear. I did. I'm so sorry. How swear you? <laughs> Gosh, uh, hecking darn it. Gosh, hecking fucking damn it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that Whoa. one was fine. You, you sort of, you ramped up into I it did. there, so it gave me some warning. Right. Yeah, I need y'all to know. It gives time to get ready. <laughs> yeah, I can see the direction. I could, I could bring my hands up to my gentle ears and cover them. I need y'all to know that, like, so. Darth Vader is staring me directly in the face right now. Uh, ah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. The mask. Why? Because the well, I have the Darth Vader mask, and it's here. The Darth Vader mask. The, the one. I'm so one. glad you waited until we were recording to say that. Yeah, time. I only noticed it like two seconds ago. I can't stop looking into That's his eyes. That's even wilder to me somehow. <laughs> it's just been like such a normal part of my life. I oh, guess. Shit. Yeah, that's fair. What? Um. I am going to spend all of my money real quick. Hold on. Uh-oh, what happened? On, on shutupandtakemyyen.com, they have chubby Pokemon pins. <gasps> oh, my God. They've got a real chubby Charizard that I love. You better drop that link in the yeah. Discord. Um, yeah, okay, hold on. Copy link. Thank you, Patreon donors. This is your funds at work. Nope, that's <laughs> We Twitch. will be spending all of the money that we were going to spend on the live show. Hold on, I need to re-download Discord. Alex, no! Open. Okay. Uh, Boop. Here it is. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, those are good boys. Oh, my goodness. Right. Oh, my goodness. I can only see the Charizard one. Oh, my God. Oh my I can't god. The other ones. But Powerful. but there is also a Mewtwo and a Lapras at least. We know they're out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to not look at anything else on this page too cuz I am Yeah. gonna lose my Oh my god, there's Mick a Pikachu and a Link costume. There's a Venusaur and a Blastoise, Hitmonlee. Who boy. Hitmonchan. <laughs> Have you Okay, hold click? on. Okay, Real guys. quick, there is a patch with there is a patch that's a, like it's like the California flag, but instead of the bear, it's a um, tyf- it's a typhlosion. Oh, it's a typhlosion. I thought it was a quillava. You're right. Whatever it oh is. Oh my god. It's very good. Yeah. These are amazing. My goodness. Okay. Very good. Um. So anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining us on this journey. Yes. Um. Okay. So a quick recap, maybe. Oh, I suppose a recap would be in order. In, unless you all are no, caught up to speed no, on everything that happened and you don't recap. want me to remind you. It's a really light maybe like a really lighthearted tone, Andrew, considering how devastated I was at the end of last time's Oh session. I know. Okay, you're right. Oh, it was rough. Yes, let's do a recap. <laughs> oh, Is that more thematically appropriate? Probably, yeah. I was pretty good. Side note, I met a dog this morning named Batman. Oh my hey, god. Guys? A dog named is perfect. Batman? Mm-hmm. Incredible. The dog was named Batman. It was really good. Okay, so last time. How's our energy today? <laughs> last time on a Horror Wild. Borealis. Last time on a Horror Borealis. Um, 
you got out of the forest because Mariah and her new magic item Mm -hmm. um, told her there was going to be some strange magical activity happening. So she ran to come find you, um, saw the rest of you in the clearing. You evacuated by way of motorcycle and helicopter. Uh, Siobhan, you narrowly escaped from being tree snagged on your way out. You got back to the ranger station. Mariah revealed some information that she had puzzled out in her um, safe house which is that part of what is causing the agitated magical activity in the forest is that the perceptions and energies surrounding the park over the past many months have sort of built up this particular, like, resonant frequency of emotions around the entire area, which is affecting the way that the magic is now coming into play. So you decided... uh, in order to combat that, you want to reach out with, like, some educational park initiatives. Martha was talking about doing another big magic, um, and the mayor is still unconscious. Mm-hmm. I believe you left him on a desk in the park office. It's what he deserves. I think that's what happened. I don't... There were a few places you discussed possibly putting him. I believe we resolved that by leaving him in the park office. I said, it's what he <laughs> deserves. <laughs> it's better than he deserves if we're being honest. It, correct. Where's my He is milkshakes? going to die this episode. Oh wow. Oh, I was oh, just going to milkshake him. Yeah, just throw we those. Do well, yeah, things. don't you know that that milkshakes lead to just like He's all like Oh no. <laughs> First it's milkshakes, then it's, it's hammers. Bricks. That was literally a tweet I saw someone make. <laughs> I know, oh, ironically, too. it was first Okay, cool. Uh, uh-huh. There you go. Well, at the end of uh, last session, there mm-hmm. was some bad stuff that There happened. was a confrontation. There was, there a, was a bit confrontation. of a confrontation. Yeah. A bit of emotional distress, mm-hmm. yes. I was upset. Yes, as was I. And also Siobhan was, too. Mm-hmm. So okay, maybe so we pick up right after that. Okay, great. So the scene there is that uh, Riley stormed out of the park station. Siobhan followed. There was a bit of a confrontation while everybody else was still inside getting ready to go. And then uh, Riley got into their car and drove off and you watched them leave. We loaded the mayor into the back of the van. Right. the scene there. Oh, that's right. You were going to put the mayor in the van. Okay. Um, So we'll pick up there. I think we sort of had established that everyone else was like just getting ready to come out of the park station. So probably you'll walk out to find a distressed Siobhan um, and we can we can press play there. All right. Well, shit. You okay? Uh, No, not not okay. Uh, what, what happened? Yeah, what happened? Uh, just, you know, it's it's been a long day. Um, we need to do this first, and then we'll take care of the rest. Uh, Mayor, sure. Van, let's go. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Shit, okay. Mayor, Van. I... All right, one, work two, on dragging three, the lifeless beep, body of the mayor. And that's how we put him in the van. Yep. I helped Martha okay. foist the the lifeless <laughs> body of the mayor into the van. It it's is still not lifeless. full of life. He is just. unconscious. <laughs> he is alive. All right. The limp 
body of the mayor. <laughs> the life full. <laughs> the the, he is so life full of life. Trust us, <laughs> dear reader, he is so full of life. <laughs> he is vivacious. <laughs> Does he get any livelier than this? <laughs> totally. 100% alive. I like this. I didn't mean he was dead. I guess I just meant it as a synonym for, like, dead weight. Well, okay. that he's, That's like, what he's yeah. always been on this town. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> Boom. Get wrecked, Mayor Slufton. All right, so you load up into the van. Um, you are bringing the other rangers with you, I believe. We established where are you headed, or are we splitting the party? Okay, see, this is a good question. I assumed we were splitting in some way, um, because we've got a couple different agendas going on at once, but I wasn't really mm-hmm. sure how to handle said splitting. Specifically, I wasn't sure where to send Mariah off to because I was like the idea man for a bit, but I don't know what I could do, do wanna, now that's going to be helpful. Do you want to drive me over to Hawks and we can... Uh... On my motorcycle? Yeah. 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 I think I Hawks is a good idea for all of us, though. Okay. So if you guys are going to Hawks, I will also go to Hawks. Sure. Okay. And then I do think it is uh, important to point out that Siobhan is right. It's been a very long day. Most of the action of this arc has happened in this one span. So it's probably getting close to evening now, um, which means that if you were planning on going out and doing your, like, let's go talk to school kids um, today, that may need to wait. Okay, then... Just because I think realistically, like, we might have to roll into another into another calendar day here. Um, but we'll say it's early evening. I feel like that tracks... Uh, so if you want to go to Hawks, that is totally fine. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go are you to still, Hawks. Are you still bringing um, the mayor's body as well? Oh as, yeah, Morty's in uh, Rangers. Morty's in the van. Merrily with you. Morty's in the okay, van. Okay, and you're bringing and you're bringing Ben and Gannon and Merrily with you. Yes. Sure. Yeah. The okay. more the merrier. Let's get him in there. Have you explained to them anything about? Who you are going to um, visit I'm or assuming his that they are. I'm assuming that they are in the van, and I will explain all the way. Shall we play out that scene? Yeah, let's do all it. Right. Cut two. Seatbelts click. Engines on. Shift into drive. Guitar music blaring, and then a nice, pleasant drive over to Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of this very actionable, like montagey. Uh, exposition and then Siobhan like still very much obeying the speed limit of course she obeys the speed limit (laughs) no one else is getting hurt today (laughs) (laughs) no one I've hurt too many people today (laughs) okay all right so yeah we don't always you know kidnap the mayor and take him to the motel on the edge of town this Not is always. A, <laughs> okay. Um, strange occurrence for us. So just, you know, I know you guys are new to to this park, and I don't know if you've had Ranger Merrily raises her hand kind of sheepishly and says, um, approximately what percentage of the time do you kidnap the mayor and take him to the edge of town? Uh, this is the first time that specific instance has happened. Yeah. So I, w- I would say maybe, like, that's a 1% chance. I don't know. <laughs> I'm no mathologist. <laughs> no. Ben just sort of quietly mumbles under his voice like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so this guy we're going to see is a um, good friend. He, he can help us out. Hopefully. 
he can help us out anyway. Uh, I think that Ranger Ganon sort of snidely sitting in the back seat. And I really need to figure out this this dude's voice because you guys wanted me to do like a New England thing last time and I just kind do of you, botched do that you, very Do you want to like workshop a couple just right now? Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, what should we, what should we go with All here? Right. Um, so he is a snotty uh, kind of... I don't know that he's like snotty. Something. He's confrontational uh-huh. and he is from Maine. I don't know what those two things sort of meld to in my mind. Um, do a Bill Clinton. Do a Bill Clinton. <laughs> Clinton is not from Maine, but I just, I don't no, know why. No, not even a little bit. Um, He's from Arkansas, right? Yeah, I believe that's correct. The problem is I have a very limited just, vocal register. and uh, just, just rattle something off. Do your best. Okay, just, here's the just scene. Just rattle something off. Lots of tension. Okay. All in an right, enclosed sure. space. Dun, dun, dun. Unconscious body on the floor. You hate me. And action. <laughs> oh God. All right. I'm sorry. Can you just give me? Can you just give me your last line before we before we broke scene again? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like just a, a rewind. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to see a good friend of mine. He can help. Well, maybe he can help. Well, he can't really make it any worse now, can he? At that, Siobhan slams on the fucking brakes. <laughs> and she spins around Yikes. and says, Listen, punk. Whoa. I don't need your attitude and your sass. So you can take that and put it back in the toilet you fished it out of. Fuck. Capiche? Clear as day, director. Yes, ma'am. Spins okay. Around. And uh, starts driving again. Um, That's better. I, I don't know. Uh, Martha leans over to Ben and asks, "Like, is is she good?" He kind of shrugs and looks uncomfortably. Like, I, uh, I don't usually see her like this. I mean, I don't. I don't either. But all right. Mm-hmm. Siobhan is silent for the rest of the drive. All right. Let's say you go ahead and you get there. You pull up to. Are you going to his house or the uh, the motel? Well, where would he be? Like, is the hotel open at the evening? Or um, the I evening? mean, I'm I'm sure it's open. Like, but he he lives close to it. He's always kind of going to be on call. I would assume there's really not anybody in the park at the moment. Um, or tourists in the park so I, I don't think that the um that the motel would necessarily have a lot of business if it had anybody staying in it right now so you might have more like finding yeah let's home. go to his house mm-hmm. <clears throat> sorry okay so you pull up to his house yeah then we knock on his right, door so what's the what's the game plan as we're like waiting for him to open the door so here's what i'm picturing i am picturing um, all of you pulling up, parking, Siobhan parking the car very carefully. Um, I'm sorry. I'm everyone, sorry. Like, I don't mean to interrupt. It's not a car. It's a, sh- it's, it's a, a van. Sh- it's the it's Chavan. The, the, the Chavan. The one and Thank only. you. Parking it. And then like the next camera shot I kind of want is the door opening. Yes. Um, from like over your shoulders. And then 
like Hawk is there and then it's switching so you can see the scene on the doorstep and it is just literally all of you. One of you is holding like the mayor's unconscious body sort of slumped up against you and it's just like this very disheveled <laughs> arrangement of people on the doorstep which I'm very I've fond got of. like an ass-eating Siobhan's grin on my face. Siobhan I says to take um my- I forgot to take my motorcycle helmet off. It's just still on. I haven't been on my oh, motorcycle good. in a bit. <laughs> as soon as Siobhan opens the door, uh, I'm sorry, as soon as Hawk opens the door, Siobhan says, um, got a minute? I'll put some tea on. All right, so the next scene we'll cut to is all of you in Hawk's home, maybe sitting in his living room um, on various chairs of degreeing levels of comfort. I don't think he is equipped to have this much company. It certainly doesn't happen very often, but uh, you all are perched in whatever chairs have been dragged from other rooms and teacups if you want them. Now you say perched and like, that just makes me think that we're Mm -hmm. all just like squatting on chairs. Yes, we are all birds. Perching well, I mean, here's the thing. I don't think there are branches. enough chairs for the people here necessarily. So I'm kind of envisioning like maybe someone is sitting in the chair and oh, someone yeah. else is like, like sitting on yeah. the armrest and like somebody else is like maybe on a stool or something. Oh, good. Okay. Sitting on the edge of the table. I love that. You know, any of the ways that people sit when they're not heterosexual. <clears throat> Mariah is doing that thing where you sit on a chair and you have like a leg up, like uh, one uh-huh. of the, with the foot flat on the seat of the chair. Like, yep. yeah, but one leggy on the floor. It's how I'm sitting right now as I talk into the microphone. Nice. <laughs> so does Hawk have one of those cool like half chairs, whatever they are, that like have the weird the weird backs to them so you can lay your I don't saber? Know what that means? Half you know? chairs with weird backs. You know, Do you think there's an IKEA in Revenant? I in the nineties. Probably. No, Hawk probably has like an armchair and then maybe, you know, those two or three chairs from like wherever a table or counter would okay, be. Okay, so um, I'm assuming they're made of wood. Do we need so to like, go into so more detail about the like upholstery in this? Definitely room? not like the colonial times where they put the, the saber chairs, you know? Just me? Okay. I'm Googling saber chair. I am also. And then I'll let I don't know. know what it's Google called. I genuinely don't chair. know what this means. I don't know what it's called. I just know that there were chairs that were specially made for people to come in that had sabers and they could sit down with their saber. Okay, interesting. I didn't know All this, right. but thank you. Um, thank you for this little bit of history trivia. Yeah. This energy is wild. The chair's whatever you want it to be. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know where I'm so, at. That was supposed to be a joke, but then it's just, it's not anymore. It, yeah, okay. But it turns out none of us know furniture yeah. history. I do I feel like I'm slowly don't. losing my mind. <laughs> okay, so do you want to play out the scene of revealing information to Hawk about what has happened here, or do you just want to kind of do another one of our scene wipes where, and that's where things are? Um, and uh, that's pretty much what happened. More or less, yeah. Kind of. Sorry, I didn't wild. mean to make the choice for the group. It just, I thought it would be funny. It felt it right. Felt right. Yeah. It yeah. was yeah, very it right. You did the right thing. Addison? To... Hey, yes. Addison, you're a hey, good Andrew? person. And also a good oh actor. God, thank you. Oh my God, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> and we cherish you. Oh. We cherish you and your friendship. Hi, I'm actually, re- I'm actually, hi, pause. Addison here, uh, really crying. Hi. Um, Oh, hmm. thank you. I needed that. All right. Oh, of course. 
Are you okay? <laughs> I've been having some weird time lately. Oh. I understand. Do you need a second? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Thanks, guys. We love you. Yeah, we love you. Nice. That was real nice. Maybe the real big magic oh. was at the gaming table all oh. along. The power of friendship. <laughs> I love the friendship. That is sort of canonically what the big magic is. I mean, yeah, that's literally Historically. what it means. We held hands and made magic happen. All right. Yeah. Last time, the big magic was friendship. All right, we good, we good, we good. All right. Okay. Press play. Play. Yes. Sorry, I thought you meant literally Great. for a second, and I was like, I've been recording <laughs> yeah, this whole time. Yeah, I didn't time. stop recording. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's our our fun, cool safety mechanic. Yeah. Right. I just we got real nervous here as I that I Thanks, that. Brie. Right. That's Brie, right? Brie, yeah. Brie made that one. Yeah. Thanks, mm-hmm. Brie. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's basically what happened, and we're all caught up to speed with our yeah. our various beverages of the sundries. Um, okay, I think that. Uh, just to sort of set the scene a little bit more, I think that Hawk probably uh, looks a bit disheveled is not the word I want. He looks maybe like he has not been sleeping particularly well lately, like the way somebody looks when they are not as pulled together as you are used to seeing them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe he has like his hair pulled back now, probably very functional now in the course of like this conversation, his sort of leaned into what's happening and is is listening intently and, and trying to follow along and, and figure out, but very serious expression as he parses all of the information that you're giving him. Mm-hmm. I've I've not seen anything like this here before. I how how long has this been going on? Okay, wait, is is it just the past like couple days? Or? With the tree specifically, okay. yeah. It's just been like the past couple days, maybe a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, past couple days, maybe a week or two. <laughs> Thank you. Um, have you all explicitly laid on the table that you want to do a big magic or is that something you are waiting for him to suggest? Um, um, uh, I hinted at it to Martha when I was giving my weird mm-hmm. little presentation, right. but I don't think I, I have not brought it up to Hawk yet. So we were talking and um, you know how last time uh, we dealt with the fungus we were thinking we could do something similar, but I honestly have no clue. Again, just like with most things I do. That was, I mean, that was a, a contained event. That was a localized phenomenon. That was a, a group of people in one room with a very limited radius. And you did an amazing job, Martha, but this is this is on a much larger scale than we've even begun to comprehend. We we would need time and we would need every resource we could possibly find at our disposal. I, what exactly help. would it take? All right, so now I'm going to step out into the GM seat and I'm going to lay out some conditions for your big magic if you wish to do that. Okay. okay. Yeah. Your mission if you choose to accept it. All right. Your mission if you choose to accept it. 
Um, so first things first, I will again need you all to decide on what you want this to look like ritually speaking. So you will have to come up with what you want. And, and this can be something, like, I don't care what the story, like, the narrative conditions of it are, whether that's, like, you decide that Mariah has a book about this and you set up, like, an elaborate ritual that's already been established, mm -hmm. or if you decide, like, Martha follows her intuition and it's this thing. Like, it can be anything you want, but I want you guys to lay out to me what you want this magic ceremony or, or ritual to look like. That's the first condition. The second condition is it will take time. You can't do this in, like, five minutes. This is not going to be something that you can just, like, okay, boom, we snapped our fingers and now the forest is happy. <laughs> I think this is going to have to be something with some uh, sustainable input, whether that is, like, setting up a an energy field or something like whatever it is that you guys decide you want this to look like. And I want you to have a lot of say in that because mm -hmm. this is your game in your world. Um, whatever that looks like, it's going to require, if not like sustained interaction for several hours, it is at least going to require to you to set up something that will take time to go into effect. Does that make any sense? So I'm not saying you all have to stand in a room and chant for six hours, but I'm saying that you, at the very least, have to set something up that will take time to start working. Yes. Okay. Okay. The only thing is, we don't have much of that. Well, the trees are not sprinting across the field. <laughs> oh. They are getting closer, yes, but it's not like, like, it's, it's not like you have to do this in the next 60 minutes. Okay, so it's like you have to start doing things to counteract this, yes, because it is urgent, but at the same time, the scope of the thing you're trying to do cannot be done quickly. Um, and then the last thing is you will need some sort of... Uh, some sort of foci? Like, you will need either magical items or ritualistic tools or again like a like a circle setup or something something to focus the magic and okay. to channel it so that can be like we can get into some magic items and that could be cool or we could get into like designing a text or a chant or something but we need to have something that like sets up this magic and focuses it in a specific way so those are the three conditions for your big magic and for the sake of expediency and saving time we will just say that these are things that you all understand need to happen now in whatever sense you need to understand it in character. We don't need to play out this whole scene and go forever about it. Mm -hmm. Basically, the implications of your conversation with Hawk are that the big magic you did last time was amazing, yes, but on a comparative scale, that was so much smaller than what you're trying to do right now. Because what you're trying to do right now is essentially interact directly with the source of the magic in the gates of the Arctic and fundamentally alter the way it's affecting its environment which is enormous compared to what you had to do last time right. which was cure a group of people in a contained room right exactly i guess that's also up to you whether what you're trying to do is directly affect the magic source or just stop what's happening in the forest like is this more of a measure where you are trying to just halt what's happening here and kind of put a freeze on things until you can figure out how to fix 
the root problem or are you trying to directly right now cause a, a shift in the way the magic is presenting itself? Because I guess I made some assumptions. Well, we're, right. we're also thinking uh, like, so we could either touch on the magic and like try to alter it or like whatever you're, you're saying with like altering the source and how it's being manipulated, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, I don't know. I was just thinking we could also try to adjust the way that people are thinking about the magic because like, or like how they were thinking about the forest because they were seeing it as like a, a place mm-hmm. of danger. And um, I know right. that's part of mm-hmm. the educational outreach thing that um, people mentioned last time. Sure, but that is that is a third option. Yeah. If you want your spell that you're doing to instead affect the town and the people in it and the way that they are perceiving the forest, that, that's another option available to you, yeah. This is kind of why I want you guys to figure out a little bit what you want your magic to look like and to be and to do. So um, I don't want to tell you what this has to look like necessarily, but I will tell you that it's going to involve magic implements of some sort and that it will need to be a process that takes some time it can't just be like a a one and done kind of deal yeah mm-hmm. right hmm. so we can have that conversation out of character or in character or a little bit of both if you want to figure out what you want this to look like hey everybody this is your keeper speaking Thank you so much for tuning in yet again to A Horror Borealis. This week's episode is pretty discussion-heavy, and we appreciate you sticking with us while we talk strategy. There are a few really key character moments nestled in here, though, and I hope you don't let them slip by unnoticed. Next week's episode is gonna blow your mind. But you don't have to wait till next week. As a matter of fact, you can go listen to it and the rest of this arc, as well as hours of other bonus content, by pledging a dollar or more to the Cryptid Keeper podcast on Patreon. That's the Cryptid Keeper podcast on Patreon. Life has finally allowed us to start building up the backlog again, thank goodness, so the episodes on the Patreon are going to keep advancing as quickly as we can edit them. And that will go more and more quickly the more money we're able to pay our editors every month. Every little bit helps. And, of course, that's just one of the very many ways you can help out this show, as well as any of the other shows that matter to you. Support independent art and independent artists by any way you can. You would be amazed how quickly word of mouth can spread, or how much it can benefit us just to get boosted to an audience that hasn't heard of us yet. A lot of the people that you follow, you might think are tired of hearing of it, but we all know how good the Twitter algorithm is, and it's possible that there are people that you follow, or who follow you, who don't even know half the things that you love and care about, so it never hurts to get those out there into the world. Plus, we love seeing it, and just knowing that you're listening. When we get really, really excited about an episode, we are waiting with bated breath to see other people talking about it and reacting to it too, so never feel like you're bothering us. We would love to be slammed with notifications when episodes drop. As a very, very quick aside, you may or may not be aware that in my spare time, I am something of a game designer. Recently, my short game Final Girls was selected as a 200-word RPG finalist for the 2019 competition. The winners have not been selected yet, and audience participation honestly plays no role in who is chosen, but I would love it if you would go check it out, and maybe give it a whirl. 
It's totally free to play, and you can find the full text on 200wordrpg.github.io slash winners. That's 200wordrpg.github.io slash w-i-n-n-e-r-s. It's a short, scary game about survivorship, owning your scars, and defeating the darkness, and I think it might appeal to fans of this podcast. If you do decide to check it out, I would love your feedback. Tweet or email me to let me know what you thought, and share it with your friends, maybe. Anyway, as always, you know the rest. The part of Mariah Harris is played by Addison Peacock. The part of Martha Campbell is played by Tim Warner. The part of Siobhan O'Shaughnessy is played by Andrew Giada, who also composed our excellent theme music. And I'm your keeper, Alex Flanagan. Thanks so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Bye! It seems to me like the first step would be to figure out which of those sort of three goals you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Because then that will affect realistically the difficulty of it, as well as what I might try to help sort of shape it to be. Mm-hmm. Right. No, for sure. I think maybe the most important would be um, changing the perspective or the perception, rather, of the forest. Because if we do that, then we might not even have to do a big magic on the rest of it. Does that make sense? The only thing about that is that could only be, or that could just be a temporary fix Mm -hmm. because if we say like oh everything's fine and then more bad things start to happen then right but we've been focusing on the symptoms right so we're focusing on Mm -hmm. like the trees and we're focusing on the, the the fungus and we're not focusing on the root of the problem which if our conversations with Hawk have taught us anything, mm-hmm. right? It's that magic is what we perceive it to be. Yeah. So we if if we perceive it as dangerous, then mm-hmm. it'll be dangerous. We need we to need change to work on the cause, not the symptoms. Yeah. Okay. We need to change the root cause, the perspective that people have of mm-hmm. the forest, so that magic can be not dangerous. We need to. So that's what you want to do. That's what I want to do. If if you guys have a a different thing you want to do, then like by all means. No, like, I think tell that's. I think that's a a really good idea. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I think. Okay, so. cool. All right. So, what do you specifically want to do? I know off mic earlier, Tim mentioned, and I don't think he was being serious about this. But if he was, that's fine. Like a memory wipe. Yeah, I, not or... exactly like a memory wipe, and I I was being like half serious about it. Um, but it was like, um, uh, yeah. So not like they would forget literally everything. Well, maybe. Yeah. So they would forget what was happening in Um, the forest, but that was, that seems more like the temporary solution rather than actually changing perceptions. Mm Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, do we even need to do a big magic to just change the perception? Right. I feel like there's also other stuff that we could do to do that. The only thing is, how long would that take? Would it take longer? Yeah, that's my question. We have kind of an immediate problem. 
and I don't know that That's a gradual And if you do it non-magically, the other thing is, if you do it non-magically, um, like, I don't know how you're going to convince people that the things that they've been experiencing in this town, in this forest, are not bad. Like, you can't, like, we can't mm. just gaslight people a whole People have town. died. I yeah. suppose people have died. No, I mean, like, I mean, like, that's not up for debate. I found the body. <laughs> that's, I, I mean, Addison, uh, Mariah found the body. I'm talking as Addison right now. I shouldn't say I. I did not find a body. <laughs> um, Mariah found a body. <laughs> yeah, so while it's a great idea to just sort of, like, going forward spend more time like saying oh the forest is good actually and like a magic is great um i do think there is some merit to the idea of saying that part of your big magic at least should be trying to shape this emotional atmosphere yeah Mm -hmm. and then part of the as a fan of your characters i will tell you that if you do anything dealing with memories you're going to have to be very careful because you run the risk of um erasing information in people that are helpful to you Oh, shoot. Yeah. Ah, beans. Yeah. So if you do, like, a memory wipe or a memory recoloring, <laughs> like, if you if you go back and recontextualize people's memories, um, there are several people in this town who might, like, that might have some unpredictable side effects. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But just playing devil's advocate, there are people who might be helped by that. Hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Like, freaking get Zoe out of jail. Yeah, so you have some interesting opportunities and dilemmas here in front of you. Um, and I also, think it would be very fascinating to grapple with Also, those, not to sound if, like a total monster, but could we make Riley forget they're mad at us? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Look, I'm not saying I'm the most conflict-averse person in the entire world, but I am saying I'm up there. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I'm kidding. We shouldn't do that to Riley. That would be terrible. But consider how that how we could potentially help. But get Zoe also out of consider. Jail. But also <laughs> consider. No, no, no. I'm saying consider we could help get Zoe out of jail if the sheriff forgot about the break-in, or something. But why would forgetting I, about the forest for make them forget about the break-in? I think well, she's trying to like about the, add that in, like a little Alex sprinkle. Alex is making the point that Alex is making the point that magic isn't a science, and if you're messing with people's memories, you might take other stuff right right i'm also making the point that consequences if you are if you are dealing with like large-scale very broad strokes like saying make people forget the forest is bad then like that means making people forget a lot of different things depending on the person yeah because maybe someone like tripped on a hike in the forest and they're like oh this is bad but that's like a special memory so like if you say make people forget the forest is bad then on the one hand you might have you know hiker number three who saw uh, hide behind like they might forget that and that would be very helpful but you also might erase like adam kennedy's entire career yeah oh no well shit (sighs) so that's kind of a very broad stroke i think that the idea maybe that tim was leading on which is this idea of sort of um recontextualizing those memories is interesting So if, for example, instead of saying, like, I want to make people forget that the forest is bad, if you specifically have, like, a different large-scale memory you would like to implant about the the Fleshgate, for instance, like, that would be a different thing, right? That would be not so much just broadly erasing something. That would be saying, like, here is a 
alternate canon for everybody to share. Okay, so how about we go about making an alternate canon then? That still seems really dangerous, though. Yeah, but what else could we do? You know? Yeah. I'm just trying to think of, like, specific instances where, like, having these recontextualized memories or whatever is going to help without hurting. I mean, no matter what we do, we're changing these people, which is pretty wild, but um, that's what we're, we're putting on the table. So here's another thought. Where's another thought? <laughs> and I don't want to have too much influence in what you guys decide to do here. Okay. But just along the same lines that we're thinking of, I think the natural sort of next evolutionary step in this thought process is if we're uncomfortable with erasing memories, for good reason, and we're uncomfortable with altering memories, what if you just add memories? But that's also changing. Ooh, how do you mean? I mean, like, yeah, Tim, uh, if we're adding or doing anything with memories, it's going to be, like, dangerous and bad. But. Sure. But I'm not saying, like, add, like, five years of different different memories. But, like, maybe you have some generalized impressions of, like wonderful things that have happened in the forest mm. or like things about the town that are really nice or like things that have canonically happened I see where you're that going. are okay. more important than the bad things that have happened. You know what I, I see mean? What like, you're doing. What if instead of removing or altering memories, what if you're just sort of uh, highlighting yeah. better things or inserting positive impressions that's a different way to get the like net balance up in the positive column without removing stuff. Right. That makes sense. I honestly I see what you mean yeah. and I like it. Yeah, I think that's probably our best option. And it would definitely <laughs> prevent some un- some of the unintended consequences that could come along with memory or Oh yeah, sure. absolutely. So that's a direction you want to go in? think it is i think so are, are you guys up or tim you sound you sound hesitant um no i'm just trying to think of all the different tim's fine possible with murder situations. but he doesn't like gaslighting yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i respect i mean tim if it makes you more comfortable we could just murder everyone in town <laughs> actually yeah that'd be a lot better and easier to live yeah. the energy of the area <laughs> <laughs> It's not as more. We've been gray. scared of the forest all this time. When really, we just need to be scared of Martha. <laughs> I mean, I'm only four luck points away, so. Oh no! A good diversion. Fair. But yeah, no, I think I think that the highlighting the positive aspects of this town, the people in it, and the magic that surrounds it, um, would be. A good idea. I think that's our best bet. Okay, so so we're changing memories to make them good, or adding memories. I think to make we're just. Good. I think we're just. Uh, so we're not changing anything. It's more like, um, at least the way that I'm seeing it, it's more like implanting little flashes of like joy. Like, okay. you see Daisy, like, playing 
by the edge of the forest or something and like having a good time and then the, uh, I don't know like people fishing and then Billy just cooking up a whole bunch of pancakes in the forest in the forest directly inside the forest I don't know yeah like <laughs> let's do it so, I'm we- I'm all in for this plan. We fill the forest with pancakes, and then... No, I, I'm kidding. I, I actually am. I'm down. Big pancake magic is enticing, though, big, right? Pan- no, it big is. Pan- Did they make big ca- pancakes? Hey, I'm tired of big pancakes trying to shut down the <laughs> waffle industry. <laughs> oh, silly. Not a plot-heavy okay, so- episode, is it? No, sorry. So what do you envision this ritual looking like? Hmm. Candles. So we got to candles are cool. I don't know about the ritual, but we got to we got to gather some people's memories, right? Some of their good times. Like poll everyone about a happy time or what do you mean? Yeah, so like go, I think we go could just the add them in. We don't have to like make them remember a happy time. We could just like manufacture a happy time for them. Well, what I'm thinking is like we kind of grab people, like people's memories from all over town and share them with everyone. Rebroadcast right. them. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. So that's why I'm thinking okay. like... I, I okay, dig that. I like that. That's probably easier than the three of you sitting down and coming yeah. up with a list Let's, of no, like 30 <laughs> fake memories. Well, no, it would all be the same. Yeah, uh, it's just a big well, community pancake potluck okay. in the forest. <laughs> no, that is pretty good, I and question. I do think that would have a very good chance of success. Yes. Um, how are we going to go about collecting happy memories from people without that seeming really strange? Well, hey, um, we could just like go around and ask people about like their time here at Revenant, maybe some some good times they had, and you know, I've got that little telepathy thing. I feel like we don't even have to know them, right? We could just sit, like, in the magic, say whatever, like, people's happiest memories from the forest are now broadcast to everyone else in this radius. I feel like we could right? do we that, We don't too, have yeah. to say, this specific memory goes here, this specific memory goes here. But more of just, just, like, connecting everyone, everyone. remembers the happiest, their oh. happiest memory in the forest. So, like, yeah, so, like, connect everyone and then, like, just send that that good vibe over to everyone and then all of the good vibes go through everyone doing their good vibes and it's a multiplication yeah good vibes squared good vibes exactly i miss good vibes you know who i miss alex Uh, i miss miss good vibes yeah good vibes the half orc drummer from our all bar D &D party yeah that was played by grace who was also here hi grace I know. It was very good. I believe it. was it. very short-lived. I just can't yeah. contribute. Ugh, they were so <laughs> good. Anyway, sorry. Oh, you're fine. Okay. I just so, was like, I don't know how to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> just make up a bard real quick. Ah, All right. Uh, so you are wanting to, in a very abstract sort of sense, create a magic that will cause everybody to remember their own individual, like, best park experiences that's what i'm thinking yeah that sounds good okay how do you want to go about doing that i like the magic items okay the artifacts 
I love an I artifact. I love an artifact, guys. No, do we do we need one artifact or do we each need an artifact as a as a focus? Mm, I think for maximum effectiveness, you should each have one. Okay. Nice. I don't have an artifact. Yes. How do we find these That's artifacts? Okay. Um, so we do have a magic item in the works for Siobhan. Yes, um, we do. Do you want to get that now? Or would you rather this be like a more mundane sort of like, this is an item for me to channel my good feelings? Or do you want just like, I want this magic item that's going to make me feel strong and badass? And I, that's how I'm gonna- I think I want this magic item, but I don't yet know like what it is. I think it would right. be cool for Hawk to say like, well, everyone needs a magic item, right? And Oh, I know. Oh, I know. No, I know exactly how to get it to you if that's what you want. Oh, okay. I just want to know what you, Andrew, want. No, I, I want. I want the toy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. It's a very cool toy. Alex, I want toys. It's a good toy, Give me and the I do toy. think it'll make Siobhan feel better. Okay. Should we like jump in and get okay, these so toys? Okay, so Siobhan will get her toy. Um. Okay. So real quick, uh, Mariah, do you want a magic item? Yeah, well, I have one, but I don't think it counts. You you have, like, a magic device in your safe house yeah. that's, for one, not portable, and two, I don't think it necessarily serves the right purpose for this that's, instance. That's what I was thinking. So I'm kind of thinking, like, I was thinking about it real quick, and I think there's a cool, like, magical symbology going on here where, like, Martha's thing is tied to a very specific emotional state for her, which is, like... This, this feeling of, like, belonging and family and love and safety, and that's all very nice. Siobhan's specific magic weapon is definitely a very, like, empowering kind of thing in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, like, a cool line to have. So, like, what... I'm trying to figure out what would be a good thing for Mariah to have, like, to be armed with in this in this space, in this ritual. Give me... I feel like... Oh, no, what... Yeah, what were you I want to know your thought first. I was going to say, I feel like for me, something that would be, like, empowering to Mariah would probably be something of, like, a different sort. Um, so, and I was just trying to think if there would be anything, like, in your library or, like, in your office that, like, had been left behind or, like, in the safe house or something that, like, could be sort of reclaimed for Mariah's purposes. I, um, I want, but I don't know what that would be. I want... I want a quill pen. Ooh. You want a quill pen? That's very cool. Okay, um, is there anything in particular you want it to do? I do love uh, the quill pen. <laughs> I wish you could see that I'm literally like, I, I like I don't know how to describe this. I'm sitting crisscross applesauce and I have my hands like folded on my lap and like my shoulders all squinched up. I feel like a little kid right now. I'm like rocking back. Aww. I'm like, um, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> I want. Yeah, like that's how I feel right now. Um, okay, that's fine. I think I know how to sort of set this up. Okay. And this is still slightly OOC, but just for the sake of good story shaping it quickly, I think probably what this will look like is we'll jump back into the conversation and Hawk will point out that, like, if you have anything that, like, helps you feel particularly, like, grounded or like in the space like that would be useful during something like this Mm -hmm. um and i'm sure martha will be like oh i know what i need and mariah maybe has some significance to this quill pen and is like i know exactly what like Mm -hmm. will make me feel um and then siobhan is i know still in this space where like one she's upset and two feels pretty insecure about the whole like doing magic thing to begin with yeah definitely 
And so I think that it will be this moment of like, okay, you know, we need to get, like, I know exactly what we need to get for you. And like then going and getting that thing. Yeah. Also. Because it is like an overtly magic item. Quill pen makes. Um, cool. I, I, I feel very attached to quill pen because uh, like foreshadowing everybody, pivoting my playbook soon. Hell yeah. Um, what? Yeah. It's going to be dope. I'm really excited. Yeah. <clears throat> really excited. Okay. okay. Cool. So. Uh, where were we before we stepped out of the action? Hawk went to I know the we were designing. Yeah, Hawk we were went designing, to the bathroom. No, I, we were designing our ritual, though. Like, no, I mean, when we stepped out of the fiction. Oh. So, like, we were talking <laughs> about things, and then we were like, okay, let's talk about things OOC for a second. Like, I'm trying to remember where the scene went, but I think we sort of stepped out of it anyway to design our ritual. Yes. Yeah. So, we know that we need magic items for it. We know that what you guys want to do is sort of uh, selectively highlight and emphasize happy memories associated with the park and the area surrounding. Um, what do you want the actual physical ritual to look like? Where do you want to be? Do you want to have funny lines drawn on the floor or candles or like, do you want to... I'm sorry, by funny lines, do you mean like what? Like, like your favorite jokes from various sitcoms over the years. There you go. It's the no, 90s, like, so everyone's into Seinfeld still. Um, <laughs> gosh darn it. No, not that kind of funny lines. Um, like, so, like ritual lines. Ritualistic shapes or, yeah. I am. Um, <laughs> this is maybe really silly. Since it's the 90s, maybe you can just draw the vaporwave pattern, but hey guys, like with magic. Is this yeah. too on the nose? Is this too silly? You know, in like a lot of like rituals, if you're doing like a demon-y thing or something, you make like a circle of salt. Can we make a sugar circle? <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's nice. It's it's happy. It's like it's good. It's good stuff. Magics. Can we make a sugar circle? Let's make a sugar circle. I love that Mariah would think of that. She's Thanks. like, listen, this is what I know about magic, and I think this is how it works. Look, it's a very scientific approach. It's very good. Okay, so let's subsume ourselves back in the into the universe, I am ready. back in the world here. Okay. <clears throat> So we'll say that you've spent maybe a couple hours talking about this and figuring out what exactly it is that you need to do. And finally, you've decided on like a course of action on how you want to go forward on what it is you think will counteract something of this scale. Hawk still seems a bit reticent, not to help you, but concerned about whether or not this will be effective as you've just all never dealt with something of this magnitude before. But he seems to be encouraged by the thought process that you're taking and says, all right, well, if you're going to attempt something of this magnitude, then you need anchors. Uh, something that will, that will keep you grounded in the space while you're, while you're dealing with forces this significant. Uh, it could be a, a totem or, or something that's, that's uh, meaningful to you, anything that you associate with, with good energies or the kinds of feelings that you're trying to produce. When you're, when you're setting up a field this significant, it's very easy to get pulled in different directions or, or overtaken by the energies that you're attempting to manipulate. So anything you have at all that might help keep that at bay. So like home? What? 
like something that makes you feel at home. Yes, if if that if that feels right to you. Okay. Yeah, I um I I think I have something. I do too. Or I know something. I don't have it with me. <laughs> All right, you're you're confident that these are what you need. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that Martha and Mariah both have a very sudden sureness about these decisions. They both recognize right away this sort of innate connection to the items that they're going to go find. But Siobhan, I'm getting the feeling that you are not at all confident in this situation. Oh, no, not at all. No. What is Siobhan sort of going through right now and and projecting here? Siobhan is definitely, like, thinking about um, Riley Mm-hmm. And how um, uh, she just has no idea about magic. She's never done it before. She is has always been like super interested in it um, mm-hmm. ever since she learned that it was real. Um, but right, she she has no idea where to even start. Like mm-hmm. something that has sentimental meaning. Um, right, she hasn't had anything like that in an, in so long. She has no idea where she would start to find it. Mm-hmm. I think that Hawk notices, I mean, I think it would be hard not to notice at least some of the things that you're going through. For all of her composure, Siobhan is typically someone, I think, who uh, is not very subtle <laughs> about the art of emotion. Oh, no, not at all. Um, and so I think that he notices this and is... Uh, for one thing, you know, concerned as someone who has an investment in your emotional well-being, but even more so concerned because if you all are attempting to set up a magic ritual of, like, all this empathetic feedback, then somebody going into it who feels terrible is not going to be a good thing, right? Right. So, I think you exchange a glance. He says, um, Siobhan, do you mind helping me with an errand? Uh, yeah, oh, sure. All right, fine. The two of you go get what you need, um, if you're secure in your choices, and we'll meet back here, I suppose. Um, do you guys want to do this tonight, tomorrow morning? What's your, what's your sort of time frame on that? I think morning, maybe? Morning feels like a good time. Morning feels for good. A, for a ritual like this. I think morning feels good to me. Okay. Sunrise? Sunrise. Yeah. Great. And uh, we'll meet back here shortly before sunrise. The, the rest of you, um, I have a couch. <laughs> I think all of the other assorted individuals in this living room are kind of just along for the ride. Um, maybe maybe the mayor does get left on the couch. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I feel like I that's just, fair. That, that feels like a like the right choice here. It's what he deserves. Um, it's better than what you, he deserves. You're correct. <laughs> Way <laughs> better. You're right. Oh, man. Okay. And then uh, with an odd to you, he gestures Siobhan to follow him out of uh, out of his home. I think the two of you 
set off and he's he's walking somewhere into town and I, Siobhan I don't know that you would have any reason to know where exactly he was going but you know this town obviously you know everywhere in it and he's not leading you anywhere unusual you're just sort of going towards where the main stretch of activity is and he says you seem troubled oh do I do I seem troubled well that's not the magic expert in me talking that's just you know a man who knows what a human face looks like and has seen some upset ones in my time yeah I I guess I'm pretty upset then yeah I uh, I can definitely understand that but I can also tell you firsthand that what you're trying to do here won't end well for you if you're feeling at all uncertain. I think I know something that might help. Okay. And what is that? There are items that can be used to focus one's state of mind, one's inner energies, ones, whatever you want to call it, things to ground you. But there are also magic items in this world, items that are just magic by their own nature, imbued with their own power. And if you are needing a way to participate in this ritual, I think that we might need to give you an extra boost, so to speak. I don't remember where all of the ones in this area are, but I know where I've hidden a couple. What, just in case of a rainy day? In case of a magic-related emergency, which seems to be just about as frequent here. Yeah, okay, that's fair. And you suddenly realize that he has come to a stop and that the location you have arrived at is the Revenant Funplex. What, are we going bowling, or... Am I going to have to carry around a, a, a skee-ball machine? Uh, he ignores your sassy commentary and pushes the door open. All right, I'm going to follow. Okay. You walk in into the lobby, uh, up to the front counter where Millie is manning the desk, sitting idly. I think she's probably doing some word jumbles or something. And uh, I have been waiting for ages to use this because when we first invented the Revenant Funplex, um, you all handed me a delightful opportunity, which was you described an amulet that was in the prize counter. Do you remember this at all? I actually do. you all remember this? I think I do. Oh, that's amazing. Do you all remember when we, there was this like running joke at the time where we invented this amulet. Oh and made God. it very clear that there was, like, an amulet that was, like, cost, like, 300 tickets that nobody had ever gotten. That was just, like, casually in God, the prize counter. God, I love this. Anyway. Oh, man. I'm gonna cry. You look up to the counter. Millie is there. She's doing her word jumbles. Uh, she sees the two of you come in and sort of folds her book up and smiles and says, Well, to what do I owe the pleasure? We're, uh, we're here on business. I, um, I left something here if you remember, long time ago. I 
was wondering if I could have it back. And Millie sort of racks her brain for a second and says, yeah, that, uh, that does ring a bell. You know, I've been wondering when we were going to come back for this thing. Thankfully, nobody's gotten it yet. And she digs into the counter. She, she pulls aside the glass container and you see this just very, very mysterious. Like if you can imagine what a stereotypically magic looking, like haunted amulet would look like, um, it is hanging in the counter, like right off to the side on a hook, uh, just above a pile of slap bracelets. <laughs> what, what does this amulet look like? I want to kind of get your input on this. Um, are you talking to me or all of us or what? Just anybody. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I mean, I'm not the one who invented the amulet and brought it into the world. So I want to know what the okay. general um, consensus on the magic amulet is. If I may, mm-hmm. if, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm imagining a very dark kind of um, metal, like the kind that looks like uh, it's sure. just painted. But it's like right. actually a very heavy looking dark metal um, mm-hmm. amulet, like almost a okay. rusted, like dark bronze, not quite black, sure. but a very dark brown. Yeah, I know, um, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, with all sorts of like engravings on it that look like, mm-hmm. oh, it's all dark and spooky, this plastic amulet. But um, it's it's painted in a way to make it look like a very obviously fake, but you, you uh-huh. hold it in your hand and it's got quite a bit of weight to it because it is like actually metal. Um, Very cool. Yeah. I think that's to me anyway, what it, what it looks like. I love it. Okay. So she pulls back the glass counter um, and, or the door on the back of the glass counter. Mm-hmm. She doesn't just pull the whole counter out of the wall. Although she, she could, could. She, she is very strong. strong. Oh my God. <laughs> <She is> very <laughs> strong. <laughs> anyway, she goes to, she pulls back the panel and reaches in and Siobhan, you see this amulet hanging right next to this, um, this other assortment of prizes. And uh, she actually um, pulls out a slap bracelet and hands it over the counter. Oh. And Hawk takes it and hands it to you. What the, do you do? The slap bracelet? Uh-huh. Huh. You know, I, Andrew, was really hoping that it would be the slap bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. But um, Siobhan looks at it and says, um, you're... What? You're joking. I'm not a joking man. Now, Hawk, I've known you for a long time. I know you're not a joking man, but come on. You've got the very clearly haunted uh, piece, of, piece of whatever metal, hunk of metal right there. <laughs> you're giving me this, this rainbow slap bracelet. I think this is what you need. Okay. If you think it's what I need, then, then um, what do I do with it? Do you not know how to use a slap bracelet? I know how to use a slap bracelet, but what is the what is like special about it? Millie is uh, doing her word jumbles again with her legs kicked up on the counter, and she looks over and says, "Are you all done?" Or because I'd appreciate if you take that thing out of here first. 
Yeah, okay. Thanks for your help, Millie. Don't want the cool amulet anyway. <laughs> for 300 tickets, it's yours. You know that I've been working hard toward it. <laughs> Give me time. <laughs> and I make for the door. Okay. Great. I'll um, follow you out. Once outside, I'm I'm going to like go to slap it on my wrist, on my um, left wrist. And okay. I look at Hawk before I do, like, for for affirmation. Mm-hmm. He gives you a, a very neutral expression, just waiting to see you go through with it. And then I am going to slap it onto my wrist. Okay. You slap it and it coils around your wrist. And all of a sudden, from where the slap bracelet impacts your arm, a golden aura covers first the tips of your fingers and spreads out up the entire length of your arm and a sort of, I, I do you want me to describe it or do you want to describe um, it? I have one re- rewind bit. Okay, sure. Instead of golden, uh-huh. I've always imagined more of a lavender. I love it. Okay, so Siobhan Zora is lavender, and that's really, really cool, and I love it. Okay, so you slap the—you said it was rainbow, the slap bracelet? Yes, the rainbow—the cool. the slap bracelet is, like, the rainbow, but the aura so itself much. is lavender. So for for you, me, anyway. You slap the slap bracelet around your wrist, and I'm imagining Siobhan doing this in a way that is, like, equal parts kind of genuinely curious and kind of sassy and skeptical. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because that's Siobhan, and she's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but you slap it around your wrist, and immediately— then the slap bracelet lights up with this sort of lavender and it spreads out along your arm up to the up to your shoulder and then vaguely covering your entire body and from where the slap bracelet is on your arm begins to spiral out a brilliant glowing shield the kind that a warrior might carry into battle and it's beautiful and it is made of pure energy and it feels the perfect weight on your arm and without any explanation you understand that this is yours you are the only person in the world who could put this on and project this specific item um what does your shield look like do you want to tell us a little bit about it um yeah, just after Andrew stuffs crying Aww. a little bit. Aww. Um, yeah, so the shield, I think, is uh, has a um, uh, uh, kind of emblem on it, and it's just a big, um, like, very artful, stereotypical-looking um, oak tree. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I have sort of pictured this thing as being, like, made of light, essentially. It is like a a projection, but it's very solid when you touch it. Like, if anything were to hit it, it would function as a shield. It's not, like, absorbing things into it. It it is made of a solid material. But to look at it, it it glows Mm -hmm. in my mind. Yes, mine too. Okay, great. And this, Siobhan, is your spectral weapon. Anytime you put this bracelet on, it summons this specific artifact into being, and it exists for as long as you are 
summoning it from the the magic item that you're wearing on your wrist. Um, we can figure out tags for it later, but is there anything else you want to establish about this thing, like straight out of the gate? Um, so the shield only appears when I am wearing the slap bracelet, and it is gone uh, yes. as soon as I stop wearing the slap bracelet. Yes. I cannot wear the slap bracelet and not have the shield. <laughs> I think probably that could be accomplished. Okay. I think probably we could we could get to a point where you can just like have the slap bracelet on and then summon the shield whenever. But for right now, like the first time you've put this on, mm-hmm. like that's how it's going to work. You put the bracelet on and the shield springs out. Okay. Then no, I think that's it. Okay. I want to know for our last shot, like what Siobhan looks like as she sees this for the first time. So Siobhan, just to, to re, rehash it a little bit, rewind a bit, um, she slaps on the slap bracelet. She is coated in this lavender aura. And all of the light kind of drains from the rest of her body and around her left uh, forearm forms this spectral shield. Mm-hmm. Um, and as she stands there, her face kind of um, glowing in the light emitting from the shield. Uh, The camera goes to a close-up, and you see just a single tear uh, roll down her cheek. Mm 